Mom had explained when she told him what she wanted to be. The last warrior maiden had died a hundred years ago. Nobly born girls went to convent schools and became ladies. Boys became warriors, particularly their father's heirs, like Alana's twin brother Tom, who was often reading generally books about sorcery. Tom was no warrior, just as Alana, who had the gift of magic as well as he did, was no sorceress. She hated and feared her magic. Tom wanted to be the greatest sorcerer living. Alana frowned and took food from her saddlebags. She didn't want to think about Tom now, when she was tired and a little lonely. She sneezed twice and looked up, sharply scanning the clearing beyond the screen of willow branches. When supernatural things were about to happen, her nose itched. She didn't know why. And now the feel of the clearing had changed. Quickly... She shoved the cloak back, freeing her arms. Searching the darkness with wide, violet eyes, Alana loosened her sword, lightning. Moonlight wickered, backing against the willow. Something wrong, girl? Alana asked. She sneezed again and rubbed her nose. A sound came from the trees behind her. She spun, unsheathing lightning in the same movement. The sound was repeated, and Alana frowned. If she didn't know better, she would swear something had mewed out there. Then she laughed, sliding lightning back into its sheath, as a black kitten trotted through the branches sheltering her from the rain. It mewed eagerly when it saw her, its rat-like tail waving like a banner. Staggering over to Alana, the tiny animal ordered her to pick him up. The squire obeyed the kitten's command. Cuddling it against her shoulder, she searched her saddlebags for her blanket. How did you get here, little cat? she asked, gently toweling it dry. It's a bad night for anyone to be out of doors. The kitten purred noisily, as if it agreed. The poor thing is skin and bones, not someone's pet, Alana reflected. Wondering what its eyes looked like, she lifted its chin with a careful finger and gulped. The black kitten's large eyes were as purple as her own. Great merciful mother, she breathed with reverence. Settling by the fire, she fed her guest as she thought. She had never heard of a cat with purple eyes. Was it supernatural? An immortal, perhaps. If so, she wasn't sure she wanted anything to do with it. She had troubles enough. His stomach full, the small animal began to wash vigorously. Alana laughed. Violet eyes didn't make a creature supernatural. Weren't she and Tom proof of that? This cat certainly behaved like a normal animal. Thinking of something... She lifted her new pet's tail and checked its sex. Satisfied he was a male, and ignoring his protest against the indignity, Alana settled him on her lap. The kitten grumbled for a few moments, then settled himself. She leaned back against the willow's broad trunk, listening to the animal's very loud purr. It'll be nice to have a pet to talk to, she thought sleepily. The sneezes hit her, five at once, blinding her momentarily. Swearing like a guardsman, Alana wiped her watering eyes. When she could see, a tall, hooded stranger was standing beside her fire. Alana jumped to her feet, her sword unsheathed and ready, spilling the yelling cat to the ground. She stared at the newcomer, fighting to calm herself. She had no right to attack this... man? woman? Simply because she had been surprised. May I be of service? she gasped. The kitten was tugging on her boot, demanding to be held once more. Hush, she told it before looking at the stranger again.
I saw your fire through the trees. The newcomer's voice was husky and soft, like the wind blowing through the treetops, and yet somehow Alana was reminded of a pack of hounds belling in the hunt. Would you permit me to warm myself? Alana hesitated, then nodded. The stranger threw back the concealing hood, revealing a woman. The tallest woman Alana had ever seen. Her skin was perfectly white, setting off slanting emerald eyes and full red lips. Her hair was unbound, falling loosely below her shoulders in black, snaky locks. Alana gulped. The woman's face was too perfect to be quite real, and she settled before the fire with boneless grace. She watched Alana as she sat down clumsily again, her amazingly green eyes unreadable. It is odd to see a youngling alone in this place, she said at last. Her mouth curved in a tiny smile. There are strange tales about this tree and what passes beneath it. The kitten jumped back into Alana's lap and purred. Alana stroked it nervously, never taking her eyes away from her visitor. I was caught by the storm, she answered carefully. This was the first shelter I found. And now I'm sorry I found it, she added to herself. I don't like surprises. The woman looked her over carefully, still smiling that hooded smile. And so, my daughter, now you are a squire. Within four years you will be a knight. That doesn't seem so far from now, does it? Alana opened and closed her mouth several times with surprise before biting her lips together. The squire part was easy. Beneath her cloak she was wearing the royal uniform, as was required when squires went abroad without their masters. But the woman had called her my daughter. The stranger knew she was a girl, even though she was dressed as a boy with her breasts bound flat and her own mother had died years ago when Alana was born. Suddenly she remembered that she had heard the woman's voice before. Where? At last she made the safest answer she could. I don't want to seem rude, but I'd rather not speak of the ordeal, she said flatly. I'd like not to think of it, if possible. But you must think of it, my daughter, the woman chided. Alana frowned. She had almost remembered... When you undergo the ordeal of knighthood, many things will happen. You will become a knight, the first woman knight in more than a hundred of your years. You will have to reveal your true sex soon after that. Your own nature will not let you remain silent for long. I know well how much you hate living a lie before your friends at the palace. Alana stiffened. She had remembered that voice. Jonathan had been a boy dying of the sweating sickness. The palace healer said there was no hope, but Alana, only a page then, had gotten Sir Miles to convince them to let her use her healing gift. The sorcery causing the fever was too much for the magic she knew, and in the end she had appealed to the great mother goddess. She had heard a voice that hurt her ears, a woman's voice that sounded like a pack of hounds in full cry, like the huntress urging them on and she had heard that voice again only a year ago when she and John were trapped in the Black City. They had called on the goddess for help then, and she had told them what to do. That's impossible, she whispered, her voice shaking. You... you can't be... And why not? the mother asked. It is time we talked, you and I. 
Surely you know that you are one of my chosen. Is it so strange that I have come to you for a time, my daughter? Life is difficult enough with the gods meddling in it, Miles had told her more than once. But they will meddle. All we humans can do is hope they tire of their meddling soon and leave us alone. Alana clenched her chin stubbornly. I never asked to have conversations with the gods, she informed the immortal on the other side of the fire. Indeed, you ask very little. The mother nodded. You prefer to do all you can by yourself, but events for you in the next few years will determine your life's course, and you have no living mother to advise you. The kitten jumped from Alana's lap and ran to the goddess, mewing angrily. The woman picked him up in a graceful hand, stroking his fur with scarlet-painted nails. She will be all right, small one. She only needs a moment or two to adjust to her fear. I am not afraid, Alana snapped. Emerald eyes caught and held hers, until she swallowed and looked away. All right, I'm afraid. But it won't do me any good to give in to it, will it? I mean... You're going to talk to me, and I can't prevent you, so I may as well accept it. The goddess nodded. You learned your lessons as a page well, she approved. But you have three fears that you have not accepted. When Alana said nothing, she went on. You fear the ordeal of knighthood. You have feared it since you kept vigil during Prince Jonathan's ordeal during this last midwinter festival. Alana looked into the fire. Seeing that it was burning low, she busied herself with putting more wood on the flames. In her mind...